Hi, and welcome to Super Anti-Aging with myself, Steve Halpern. If you're another one of my subscribers and you've been listening regularly, thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for sharing these podcasts through your uh, social media and maybe uh, friends and family. My mission is to bring you the latest scientific integrative health information. And one of the things I've noticed is that, uh, especially watching, trying to watch some of the educational YouTubes and I get these commercials for the drug companies, is the idea of instant response. We have urgent care and instant results. Well, wellness is not about instant. Wellness is a process. Getting your body back into balance is a process and it involves some discipline and work and patience. The idea of, well, I'm going to take this thing and it's going to change my whole life. Yes, they're great supplements and they can make a difference. But it's part of the whole picture. It's a picture of your diet, your exercise, your attitude, your social network. All of it, not just one, you know, magical answer. And, and unfortunately, that's what happens, you know, in the promotion of products and programs. They're all trying to promise an instant answer. You know, if you have bad relationships, take this pill. If you're depressed, take this supplement. If you're this, take this one. Take this one, take this one, take this one. Eat this, do this. No, 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 no. has to be an organized, systematic approach to putting your body back into balance. Your body is trying to constantly maintain a balance, like a seesaw. You know, one of the points that's uh, missed is inflammation. You know, my daughter's wonderful dog, uh, Zeke, had some dental surgery. He's 12 years old, basically. Good health, with a little bit of arthritis, but he needed some major dental work. And so they took out some teeth, and of course, now they're going to prescribe some anti-inflammatories and some painkillers. Well, I can understand, you know, uh, short-term painkillers, you know, uh, you know, gabapentin, which has some mixed response, you know. Uh, you don't want, we don't want Zeke to be in pain. But then they prescribe a very strong anti-inflammatory drug. Well, let's put this into context. There's a difference between acute response and inflammation and chronic inflammation. Acute inflammation serves a purpose. It's to help stimulate and protect, stimulate healing and protect the system. It's only chronic, chronic inflammation that's a problem. Many of us have low levels of chronic inflammation. We think that's probably what happened in COVID. You know, the idea was that the inflammation got extreme and out of control. And then that's a different kind of situation. But the idea of um, the balance, again, it's the balance. It's even the balance of 
antioxidants and oxidants. When you exercise or do certain things or your immune system is activated, you produce something called oxidative stress, which is good at a certain level. It's stimulating. It can do lots of good things. But then your system having its own antioxidant fire extinguisher systems needs to counterbalance that. And so getting back to my original point, it's about balance. And it's okay sometimes to be a little bit out of balance. And then it goes the other way. So I saw a study that said, one of these, to me, nonsense studies, because it's so confusing, and I think it's just to get clickbait. Extreme exercise might be related to problems. Well, some studies show it's involved in promoting longevity. Certain studies show it doesn't. Well, why? Well, our genes and compensation. And for some people can do that, do that, and do that, and the system compensates. Your antioxidant system kicks in. So it balances the stress of the exercise so it becomes good. And if for some reason the stress exceeds your body's ability to compensate, it's problematic. So then you do support. Then you do supportive antioxidant nutrients and herbs and foods. And don't believe this one. They say, well... Taking antioxidants has not shown any health benefit. Well, they haven't really looked at the studies. Or they've looked at the wrong studies or the wrong antioxidants or how the study was designed. The famous one they always like to say is, well, it was shown that beta-carotene and vitamin E actually increased um, lung cancer. Well, it happened to be in smokers. <laughs> and it happened to be the wrong vitamin E, it wasn't tocotrienols, it was the alpha, which can deplete the beneficial vitamin E. And so, don't believe that nonsense. Okay. There are lots of food-based antioxidants, and certainly eating you know, your berries and your greens is going to give you lots of good antioxidants. And then stimulating your own antioxidant system. And maybe supplementing your antioxidant system. You know, we talk about glutathione and alpha-lipoic acid and astaxanthin. And a long list, which you know, I share with my clients. A long list of antioxidants that I think work together in, in, in balance to balance out the oxidative stress. Now, there is something called you know, reductive oxidation, meaning again, they use animal studies and they say, well, if you take too many antioxidants, it could be a problem. Well, you probably go broke. Okay, and remember, you know, when we still haven't shown that everything that goes on in a rodent or a mouse directly correlates to humans. So it's only when people do actual very expensive human studies and trials that we can draw some conclusions. And again, they need to be repeated. Remember, the whole purpose of studies 
is reproducibility. The reproduce the studies. So it comes out again and again and again. When people do the same thing and the same design, it comes out the same. Reproducibility of studies. Sometimes one study is way off. And it comes out weird, and maybe it was the population, and the way the study was designed, and maybe there was a placebo effect that messed up the studies. So my favorite is actually functional, what I call functional medicine, is where doctors are practicing alternatives or what I call integrative medicine and getting results, and then you know share and report these results. The problem is where, okay, medical journals don't particularly uh, favor uh, anecdotal medical reports. And so the problem is lots and lots of practitioners, not just doctors, maybe naturopaths and chiropractors and you know, uh, people who are practicing uh, integrative health are getting great results, but it's not being reported in the mainstream, unfortunately. So that's my little overview of uh, wellness. Again, the mantra is wellness is a process, continuous process. Because we're all changing. I don't care how old you are, you're changing, you're changing, you're changing, you're changing. You don't notice you're changing because sometimes it's you know, so subtle or sometimes you know something happens and it's dramatic. So you want to be changing for the better. Okay, now on to one of my, you know, favorites right now. And I'll give you the highlights. I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast, you've probably heard them before. But this new um, good research on alpha-ketoglutaric acid, AKG, alpha-glutaric, glutaric acid, and muscle functioning. And it seems to improve muscle strength. And certainly in some of the um, animal studies, and in small human studies, it, it seems to improve, you know, uh, different aspects of wellness. So AKG, take a look at AKG homework. And of course, I've talked about sulforaphane before and getting enough from, you know, a good broccoli product, uh, which I've talked about before. And people can communicate with me about that. And now... Niacinamide mononucleotide. And I'm going to go into this again, okay, because it's so, so, so important. NAD is a compound called niacinamide dinucleotide plus. I don't know why they put the plus. And it's in every single cell in the body. Its predominance is only matched by water in the body as a compound. And it controls many cell functions. Enzyme functionings, chemical processes that take place. And many, it's been used in Japan for 10, 12 years. And what NMN does is stimulate the production of NAD plus in the cells. Now, NAD can be found in certain foods, broccoli and asparagus and certain vegetables, but such small amounts to really make a difference. You can also make some from tryptophan, again, small amounts. So the idea is we don't really know uh, exactly why and what mechanisms 
uh, are involved with certain people having lower NAD levels, but it's shown to be correlated with unhealthy states and maybe even disease states. So you really want a healthy NAD level, cellular level. And by taking NMM, you it's been shown you can raise NAD levels. And the results have shown improved exercise functioning, brain function, eye health. And, and the reason if you cross-reference NAD and so many conditions, and then MNN and so many conditions as it contributes to NAD, is because the NAD plus is in every single cell in the body. So if it's in your heart, you're going to see your heart, beneficial heart results. If it's in your blood vessels, those results. In your brain, in your eyes, in your ears, in your skin, in your immune cells, you're going to see differences. And then there comes a real issue of if NNM is so good, why is it mainstream? Well, it's getting very popular, but it has been mainstream because it falls into a crazy loophole. One, it's very expensive to make. And there are you know, uh, inexpensive ways to make it that make really contaminated and, and poorly functioning uh, compound of NMN. So getting the real stuff is real important. In fact, you know, soon I'm going to launch it. I have a website I'm going to launch called Real NMN, where I go over how to find the right product, how to use it properly, because there's you got to know how to use it. Okay, to really, really get the benefit. Uh, there are other nutrients that should go along with it. You know, trimethylglycine, folate, methyl donors, because it can. Methyl, again, methyl, methylation is a process of turning on and turning off cells. And it's very, these compounds, methyl compounds are very important. And in the process of recycling the NAD with the addition of NNM, you can uh, exhaust some of the uh, methylation compounds, and you don't want to do that. So as I keep Looking through the research, it's just extraordinary. Absolutely, absolutely extraordinary. Um, in fact, the fun part is I really can't find a negative. Can't find a negative. Can you hurt yourself with it? There haven't been any reported uh, major, any major side effects. Dose level, again, a little experimentation. It's great to work with someone like myself or an integrative doctor. You know, to find the optimum dose level and the timing, both important and the best product. So, NMN. Interesting, I found an interesting study possibly on sleep quality. Well, it would make sense because the effect on the biological clock, chronological clock, it's been totally thrown off in, you know, given civilization, lots and lots of light at night and the jet travel throws off our normal body clock and every cell in the body. It's not just the big clock that runs the whole system, but every cell has its own clock, its own bio clock. So it's very, very important to keep a healthy 
BioCock. And again, back to what I've said over and over again in these podcasts, a healthy microbiome seems to be the effectiveness of NMN might also be tied into a really healthy macrobiome. Diversity. Diversity is the key. You know, one of the things I point out is that uh, unless it's a, a clinical medical condition, taking a high, very, very high dose of a single probiotic might not be the best idea. You know, the, most of really uh, good studies show that it's diversity, different probiotics. As we would have gotten eating, you know, um, a plant-based diet, or maybe even this is something that's really not talked about, and you know, I, the, the thought just popped into my head. Um, many populations eat, you know, uh, not just the muscle meats, but to eat the organs. And I suppose there might be some beneficial. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's just I have to go and ask my artificial intelligence. Uh, if there was a benefit to eating an organ, uh, if there's some uh, probiotics there, I, I don't know. I guess if you cook it and kill it, it probably isn't. So maybe that was just an extraneous thought. <laughs> but as you know, as hunter gatherers eating uh, various plants, you know, uh, we would have gotten you know different kinds of uh, probiotics there. Remember, you're more bugs. We're more probiotic bugs than cells in our body than humans. So that's a thought. We're mostly bugs. And, uh, you know, I, I love that. You know, I'm not going to go with a pun of stop. If you don't take enough healthy probiotics, you'll start bugging people around you. And you don't want to do that. And then you'll, uh, you know, a lot of funny, silly puns I can make about this. But, you know, since it's my own podcast, I can, <laughs> I can play here. I can have fun with it. So, coming to the end of this podcast, I hope you've learned something, and I hope you share it. And uh, on my list is um, is a future video podcast, and uh, including interviews, and I'm um, also planning on doing some live live podcasts. Which, if I have your contact or your subscription, I'll let you know that's going to be a live podcast where we can answer questions which makes it lots and lots of fun I'm sure there's lots and lots of questions so at the end of this podcast the message because it has to be a little message wellness is a process and it's a process of daily choices should I eat this one should I do this one should I take a supplement should I exercise so I do a little meditation. Choices. And so at the end of the day, you ask yourself, without beating yourself up, have I made good choices today? And if that's great, then pat yourself on the back. And if not, you can start tomorrow. So again, thank you for listening so much. This is Steve Halpern.